Монголын дуу хоолой радио ярьж байна. The Voice of Mongolia in English is speaking. Welcome to the Voice of Mongolia in English, which comes to you from Ulaanbaatar, the capital city of Mongolia. This half-hour transmission can be heard in Southeast Asia at 900 UTC on 12085 kHz and in Europe at 1430 UTC at 12015 kHz shortwave. You can also visit our website at www.vom.imen/en and listen to an online version of our daily broadcast. Hello and welcome to the Voice of Mongolia in English. We are thrilled to launch a new series titled Mongolia in 13th Century, Rise of the Great Empire. Join us every Wednesday for a six-episode journey that unravels the historical events of Mongolia in the 13th century. Stay tuned as we embark on this exciting exploration of the past. But first, let's move on to the news. Here is the news. Comprehensive tax reforms to be made. Speaker of the Parliament of Mongolia, Tsander Shatter, member of the Parliament and chairman of the Budget Standing Committee, worked at the Mongolian Tax Authority to exchange opinions on comprehensive tax reforms and reforms in public financial management initiated by the Parliament. At the beginning of the meeting, Commissioner of the Mongolian Tax Authority presented the functions, activities, and the goals of the tax offices, updates in services and standards, progress of digital development, and related research and data. Speaker of Parliament clarified resolutions of tax disputes regarding value-added tax, royalty, inheritance tax, and real estate tax as proposals were made during the series of meetings with taxpayers and enterprises. The members of the working group have held 15 meetings with the attendance of about 300 taxpayers, openly discussing the issues of tax burden, regulations, and the rules that superside laws and cause difficulties in the operations of entities. It is planned to implement comprehensive tax reforms and the reforms in public financial management initiated by the parliament in three stages, and long-term policy documents on tax issues will be developed based on the results of reforms. Mongolian teachers and students win the Cambridge Science Competition. The Cambridge Upper Secondary Science Competition is held annually among schools with the Cambridge program. Out of 270 teams participating in this competition in 2023, biological assessment of the water quality in the Selb River in Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia was conducted by a 9th grade students of Shinui School with teachers. The work won first place from Mongolia for the first time. They won both the Best in the East Asia November 2023 award and in the Best World November 2023 award. Legally exported dinosaur fossils returned to Mongolia. 
16 dinosaur fossils representing six distinct types and considered significant Mongolian cultural heritage were repatriated to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. The handover to the relevant organizations occurred under the guidelines of the Cultural Heritage Protection Act. Notably, the collection includes a fossil of the Elioramus dinosaur, a member of the Tyrannosaurid family, found exclusively within Mongolian territory. The successful repatriation is the result of collaborative efforts undertaken by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Mongolia, the Mongolian Embassy to the U.S., the U.S. Department of the Homeland Security, and the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Authorities. The two countries signed the agreement on the non-dispute transfer of property on May 23, 2023. During the official visit of Prime Minister of Mongolia to the United States, a ceremony of returning the dinosaur fossils was held in Washington, D.C. Through the cooperation between the governments of Mongolia and the United States, illegally exported dinosaur fossils were brought back to Mongolia in 2012, 2013, 2014, 2016, and 2019, respectively. Mongolia faces record-breaking winter with the heaviest snowfall in 50 years. This winter holds the record for most snow in the Mongolia since 1975, having 9.6 mm of snowfall, or 1.6 times more than the long-term average. The winter of 29 to 2010 was the last when Mongolia experienced the heaviest snowfall of 8.5 mm throughout the country, which was 1.4 times more than the long-term average. Unfortunately, as of today, nearly 608,000 livestock have perished due to this phenomenon. The National Emergency Management Agency informed that the most parts of Bayungi, Ofs, Hufskul, and two Aymaks, and some parts of Bulgang, Dondrobi, Dornrobi, and Hinti Aymaks have had 1.2 to 3.6 times more snowfall this month in comparison with the long-term average. Gross domestic product increased by 7% in 2023. Mongolia's economy grew 7% in 2023, with coal exports reaching a record level. Economic growth reached the highest level since 2018 and exceeded the expectations of the most international organizations, mainly due to recovery of the mining sector. In particular, 4.4% of the 7% growth were contributed by the mining and transport sectors alone. The World Bank and the International Monetary Fund predicted that Mongolia's economy would grow by 5.5% in 2023. According to the Asian Development Bank forecast, the Mongolian economy was expected to grow by 5.7%. Mongolia records growth in industrial production for 2024. Compared to last year's industrial production increased by 22.1% in Mongolia in January 2024. The official stated that this growth was influenced by the 24% increase in production of the mining industry goods. Coal production increased by 47% and the iron ore production increased by 14% compared to 2023. The majority of Mongolia's coal production comes from the Tavantolre coal deposit, which is one of the largest coal deposits in the world. It reserves amount of 6.5 billion tons of coal, about 40% of these reserves are high-calorie cooking coal. Thank you for joining us for the latest news from Ulaanbaatar. Stay tuned for a music break and get ready for our exciting new series, Mongolia in the 13th Century. 
Rise of the Great Empire.
Welcome back to the Voice of Mongolia in English. Let's check out the first episode, Genghis Khan's Origins, the birthplace beyond borders. First and foremost, let's dispel a common misconception. The historical Mongols and the modern inhabitants of Mongolia are somewhat distinct entities. The Mongols of the 13th century were a diverse collective of tribes, including Ayrats, Bargots, Naimans and Jalaya. While they had distinct self-names, such as Oirat and Naimans, historians often use the umbrella term Mongols for convenience, much like the way Russian principalities were collectively termed Kievan Rus. As we explore ethnogenesis of various Mongolian-speaking peoples like Kalmyk, Buryat and Tovans, it's crucial to differentiate historical ethnonyms from the modern ones. For instance, the term Tatars originally referred to a specific Mongolian tribe eradicated by Genghis Khan. Yet the ethnonym persists, having adopted by Turkic-speaking peoples, creating groups like Volga Tatars, Kremen Tatars and others. Furthermore, in Russia and Europe, people were frequently labeled as Tatars without a clear understanding. The inhabitants of different hordes and khanates, located to the east of the Russian principalities, were commonly grounded under the term Tatars. In terrorist Russia, what is presently identified as Azerbaijanians were even designated as Baku Tatars. Consequently, the term Tatars endured a broad label for diverse groups, persisting long after the specific Mongolian tribe bearing that name had disappeared. It evolved into a commonly used term for a wide array of populations in the region. So, in which world was Timujin, the future Genghis Khan born? Let's take a voyage back to the 12th century. Dismissing the notion of Mongols as a wild and careless barbarians is crucial. Firstly, we encountered the Mongolian Hitan tribe, a pivotal player in the region. Notably, the modern ethnonym China has its roots in the Khitan tribe. At certain point in time, they exerted their influence over northeastern China with the Khitan kingdom of Liao established on its territory. However, during that period, there was no singular Chinese state. Apart from Liao, Chinese territory was fragmented among Xiao, also known as Tangut State and Churnjing State. All the state's formations were initiated by a former nomads. In essence, the Mongols were not the inaugural nomads from the north to establish rule over China. Han China had encountered nomads from expensive steppe since the era of Hunno Empire. Therefore, the Mongols did not introduce novel governance patterns. Preceding them, Churncheng and Tangots had already governed portion of China. To the south of these regions, the Song Empire persisted, signifying the remnants of the same Han China. All the tribes founded their states within the border of China shared a common language, fostering mutual understanding among them. This linguistic unity facilitated cultural exchange and they communicated using birch bark, enabling them seamless transfer of Chinese achievements into the Mongolian Empire. In essence, the Mongols were already exerting influence over China during that period. However, 
Prior to 1162, the year of Timujin's birth, the Khitan, who held dominion over northern China, faced expulsion from Chinese territory at the hands of the Turijian tribes. This expulsion led to the demise of the Liao state, prompting a significant portion of the Khitan tribe traverse to Mongolian steppes and settle in the western region. Concurrently, the Turijians established the Jin estate. It's crucial to note that Genghis Khan's Mongols were not the newcomers to these territories. To the west of China's territories stretched out the vast expanse of Great Khorasan. Just prior to Genghis Khan's birth, Khorasan had conquered Horizm, the furthest eastern state of the time where Islam was the dominant state religion. Moving even further west, the Tehran revealed the Polovtian steppes, Volga, Bulgaria, and the Russian principalities caught in constant internal conflicts and the mutual looting of cities throughout the 12th century. Spread across the expanse land between China, Horezm, and the Russian principalities, the Mongols, including Ayrats, Naimans, and the various other tribes, inhabited vast stretches of the territory. Mounted on distinctively unique horses, these were not the diminutive ponies of the Huns, nor did they resemble the slender and tall horses familiar to the modern people. Instead, they bore a striking resemblance to Przewalski's horse, compact, robust, and stern. These hardy horses were exceptionally well suited to the challenging environments, capable of grazing the near Gobi desert, thriving amidst to the endless expanses of the steppes. Embark on a journey through the world that stretches from the heart of China to enchanting landscapes of the Great Khorasan, where Genghis Khan, a legendary figure, came into existence. This remarkable place effortlessly transcends the geographical boundaries, serving not only as a birthplace of a historical icon, but also as a symbolic microcism that encapsulates the intricate tapestry of Mongolian history. The specific location of Genghis Khan's birth remains the subject of historical speculation, as the Mongolian steppes are characterized by their vastness and nomadic nature. Regardless of the exact spot, in the midst of these boundless horizons, where the winds carried the whispers of Mongolian steppes, the future founder of the Mongol Empire, Genghis Khan, drew his first breath. Little did the world know that within these seemingly endless landscapes, a remarkable individual had taken the first steps of a journey destined to leave an indelible mark on the course of history. The nomadic cradle of Genghis Khan's birth would serve as the origin point for an empire that would stretch across the continents and reshape the geopolitical landscapes for generations to come. As we delve into the episode of Mongolia in 13th century, Rise of the Great Empire, our exploration unfolds across the vast terrains that defied the Mongol territories during this pivotal era. This journey guides us through the dynamic interplay of cultures, the nomadic essence of steppes, and the strategic significance of the region that bore witness to the genesis of empire posed to reshape the course of history. That being said, we have come to the end of today's episode. 
Chinggis Khan's Origins, The Birthplace Beyond Borders. Make sure to tune in for next Wednesday for our next installment. This is your host Bumblebee and I'll talk to you next time.
That's the end of the program, which comes to you from Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia. The Voice of Mongolia provides half-hour transmission to Southeast Asia at 900 UTC on 12.085 kHz and in Europe at 14.30 UTC on 12.015 kHz shortwave. You can also download the phone application MNB Radio and listen to all the programs of Voice of Mongolia. Your emails and letters are most welcome with your feedbacks and detailed reception report. Please either email them to vom-en at yahoo.com or send them to the English section The Voice of Mongolia, CPO Box 365, Ulaanbaatar 13, Mongolia. Thank you for listening. Bye.